tēnā koutou katoa. Kia ora e te whānau. Ko te hahi kingi tōku tūranga waiwai. Kei awa kairangi a hau e noho ana. Ko Metipi tōku tāne, ko Lucy Rarua, ko Evelyn, ko Elliot, ko Toby, ōku tamariki. Ko Becca tōku ingoa. Nō reira, tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou, tēnā tātou katoa. I just want to start off this morning by introducing myself. Um, King's Church here is my standing place. I live in Lower Hutt with my wonderful husband, Maddie P, and our four beautiful children. My name's Becca P, and um, I'm just really thank you for the privilege to be able to speak this morning. I love bringing stuff that God has given me to give to you guys. I'm just going to pray. Yeah, Father God, I just thank you so much for this weekend and everything that you've been doing for us. And I just thank you for all the women you have impacted. And I just pray for an overflow of that to the men and to those who couldn't make it this weekend. I just pray that as I speak what you've put on my heart, people are hearing what your heart is for them and you speak to them personally. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, did you know that you are outrageously loved? Did you know that I am outrageously loved. We're all going to say this. We're going to say, I'm outrageously loved. Ready? I'm outrageously loved. Nice. Now, when you hear me say this, or when you speak it out loud, what do you feel? What do you think? Do you know what it means to be outrageously loved? Over this weekend at Arahanui, we've been exploring God's love in many ways. Claire taught us about what God's love is and what hinders us from experiencing it. Maddie P talked about God's love and his, how God's love and his word sets us apart to be sent out into the world. And we've looked at topics such as our identity, hard times, words of knowledge, the Bible, and our desires, all in God's love during our workshops. It's just been an amazing weekend. This morning, I want to look at what it means to be outrageously loved, why that is important, and how do we make our head knowledge of this become our heart's experience. And I felt God put this message on my heart for two people, two groups of people. Firstly, for the people who do not know God's love. Who do not know God's love or do not understand it. And also, secondly, for the people who do know God's love but want to go into a deeper understanding of what it means to live in God's love. And I'm going to be honest here and say I find it much easier to love other people than I do myself. And I hide this. Um, I think I mask this because I find it really hard connecting with God and connecting my head knowledge with my heart's experience. So as I'm preaching this morning, I'm actually preaching to myself, so that's helpful. <laughs> and as I was preparing for this morning, I read this one line, and it made everything click. And I'm going to give you this line a bit later on, so listen out for it. All right. What does outrageously loved mean? When we look at the dictionary, love means uh, intense feeling or deep affection for somebody. So arahanui. And often when we talk about God's love, we hear the word agape love, which is um, defined as like the highest form of love that anybody could ever have or experience. 
outrageously means in a very bold and slightly shocking way, normally because it is a bit unusual. So when I say we are outrageously loved by God, I'm saying that he has an intense feeling of affection for you in a bold and unusual way. It's like a next level kind of love. But by unusual, I'm referring to the fact that to many people, the way God loves us is not what they're used to. The way God loves us is outrageous. I mean, he gave up his only son to die on a cross for us so that we could live spotlessly and blamelessly before him. Now, to anyone here who has a child or a loved one, the thought of giving them up to show somebody else you love them is a bit outrageous and a bit unusual. Well, I wouldn't give my children up, sorry. (laughs) The, The extent that God goes to speaks of the extent of his love for us. How can you not feel love from him knowing what he's given up for you? So that's outrageously loved. Now, why is this important to know? And why is it important to walk in this love? Firstly, it's because we don't want God's words for us just to be cheesy Hallmark card sayings for us to be like, oh God, you're so sweet, that's such a nice thing to say. No, what God wants us to do His word is living. He wants us to live it and experience it. And secondly, it's because we can never fully understand the complexity and scope of his love for us. Ephesians 3, um, in Ephesians 3, Paul explains this a bit more. He says, When I think of all of this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, ite fano, ite roa, ite hohunu, ite tikitike, his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Man, those verses are very powerful. But when I was reading them, I was like, I'm so confused. How do I understand God's love if Paul is here saying it's too hard to understand? I was like, ooh. So from reading O'Brien's commentary on Ephesians, I read a bit more uh, more about this, and I found that what Paul is saying here isn't a negative, oh, well, it's in a too hard basket, Let's let's just leave it at that. No, what Paul is saying is, yes, we can't understand God's love fully, as it has limitless dimensions, wide, long, high, deep, but we can walk in his love and experience it. And as we experience God's love, he gives us life and power, which in turn leads to spiritual growth. Man, that's good. just like to say, that's good. (laughs) I'll say it again. Yes, yeah, we can't understand God's love, but we can walk in it. And just a cool side note here. Does anyone here know how to measure spiritual maturity? Nice. Is it reading your Bible? Is it praying three times a day? 
is it seeing seven healings in Jesus' name a year? No. According to Paul, and thank you over there for your answer too, it is to be spiritually mature is to understand God's love. So Paul's petition to the church here in Ephesus was for them to have an establishment in the love of Christ and an awareness of the magnitude of his love so that they might become spiritually mature. How well we understand God's love for us is his measure of our spiritual maturity. That's amazing and so freeing. Thank you. It has nothing to do with our works, but simply by the fact, and I put simply like this because it's not simple, but simply by the fact that we understand his love for us. Now, don't get me wrong, praying and reading and seeing healings in Jesus' names are so important, but I think they are more as a, a, a means to help us on our journey of becoming spiritually mature. Now, even that's a bit outrageous because how we measure maturity is more based on how um, responsible or careful or adult-like we are. For example, is my 15-year-old mature enough to borrow my car for the weekend. Imagine if we measured our teenagers' maturity by how much they understood we loved them. Sure, 15-year-old Lucy, you can borrow my car for the weekend. Here's the keys. I know you understand me. To me, that feels a bit, a bit hard to do. <laughs> Ask me in a few years to see if I do it. <laughs> Paul's point in this, these verses is for us to be empowered to grasp the limitless dimensions of his love in our experiences, or in other words, to walk in God's love. Man, what a wonderful way to spend your life, just navigating and exploring our way through the full extent of his love for us. Just when we think, oh yeah, I've got it, he goes, nah, I'm taking you to a next level and a deeper understanding of what I have for you. It's just so good. Um, it's also comforting knowing that as we navigate through life, we, anytime we lose direction or we have bumped in the road, we've got God's love covering us in every direction. And um, I was watching Manny P play with Lucy the other day, and he had her in this big bear grip, and she's trying to wriggle up to get out. She's trying to wriggle down to the side. And no matter how she tried, Manny P just had her in this grip. And that's what God's got for us. God's got us in this big super hole cuddle that no matter what direction we try to squirm out or we get lost, he's got us covered in all those dimensions. I also want to highlight that from our understanding and experience of God love, um, outpours, this outpours and helps us look outside ourselves and spills into other people. God's love will overflow into the people who are around us. Now, throughout Jesus' time on earth, you can see that everything he did, he did in his Father's love. He did some amazing things and things that you would even say were a bit scary. And I don't think he would have taken up that cross um, willingly if he didn't feel so secure and loved by his Father. Now, my notes here say breathe, so everybody, let's just take a breath. <laughs> nice. That was more for me than you guys, but that's all right. <laughs> Walking in God's love can be scary, especially for some who um, haven't experienced it before, that it's new to them, or they've been hurt by people in the past, and that's their view on what love is. 
But one thing that's really awesome about this is that God gives us the Holy Spirit as our helper. And funnily enough, God gave me a picture of this when we were at our family, family batch because the whareipaku is outside, the toilet's outside our family batch. And often I find myself late at night walking back going, I'm not scared, I'm not going to run, I'm not going to run, and I run all the way back to the family batch feeling a little bit embarrassed that as a grown adult I'm a bit scared walking, walking to my family batch. Kind of looks like that, but probably not really. <laughs> That's a bit intense over there. But this is like, um, but I know if I have a torch with me, I bring my torch, if I don't forget my torch, I don't end up running because I have the security of the light with me. And this is like walking in God's love. We can feel scared, alone or unsure sometimes whilst exploring God's wonderful, beautiful love for us. But, then, but when we have the Holy Spirit and God's word, which is the light, we can walk more confidently and not talk ourselves out of it or let situations shake us up. This brings me to the practical side of this morning. I love doing practical things. That's just who I am. So we've heard the what does outrageously love mean. We've heard the why it is important. But how do we make this head knowledge our heart's experience of God's love? I think that's a really good question because I've struggled with this, like I've mentioned. So I'm going to share five ideas that I've, been, um, that I've come up with just to help us on this journey of exploring and experiencing God's love. And some of these ideas are from some women who I meet up with regularly. I ask them this question, and these are some of the ways that they, that they um, experience God's love in their hearts. So thank you, ladies, for your help. So the first one is giving space to the Holy Spirit. Why, you ask? Well, the Holy Spirit reveals God's love to us. And we see this in Romans 5, um, chapter 5. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Now, I was reading a John Piper article called How to Experience the Outpouring of God's Love. I was like, man, this is a good one. I'll read this. And here, this is where I see that one line that just gave me this huge aha moment. And I almost was jumping for joy like, oh, it's easy. Not so easy. Anyways, he said, it's here at the bottom, God's, um, God's love is a spirit-given experience through the Holy Spirit, not given as an argument to our heads. Aha! <laughs> I figured it out. <laughs> I'm going to read it again. God's love is a spirit-given experience through the Holy Spirit, not given as an argument to our heads. Man, like I mentioned, for a long time I struggled. And when I read that, I was like, oh, that clicked. That's where I've been going wrong. I've been trying to figure it out in my head and not giving time for the Holy Spirit to come and speak to my heart. Now, how do we allow time for the Holy Spirit? There are many ways, but a couple would be just setting some time aside and inviting him into your quiet times. Also, if you get distracted during these quiet times, as I do quite often, putting some music on to just keep you in that, um, in that space with God. Um, also, you can ask other people to pray with you, which helps with the Holy Spirit. The second one I've got is spending time with God doing what you love. 
This can make you more open to receiving God's love and getting to know him better. For example, if you like to go for walks, bring God along. If you like to cook, bring God along. If you like to throw stones in the river, bring God along and see who can throw furthest. That's your question for the day. Can I throw further than God? No. <laughs> it's a funny thing to say, bring God along, because he's always with us. But if you intentionally bring him during these times, you are connecting with him in your intimate and happy places. Just like when I spend time with my friends and family, I feel, the mo I feel their love the most when I'm doing things with them that we love to do. It creates the environment where I connect with them on a deeper level. So thanks to all my friends and family who like to come to McDonald's and came up with me because I feel so connected with you there. <laughs> the third one I've got is God speaks your love language. God knows us and how we operate. Now, some of us have heard about the um, five love languages and Claire um, mentioned these on Friday. And if you haven't, I highly, highly, highly recommend you read these. Sarah Carey's got a lot of copies, so ask her for them. <laughs> it looks at the five ways that people give and receive love. There's physical touch, words of affirmation, quality time, acts of service, and gifts. Knowing how we, um, how we receive love helps us experience love. And who knows us more than anyone else? God. If we're feeling a disconnect with God, one of the easiest ways to reconnect is through your love language. For example, if your love language is words of affirmation, go and read some of God's awesome truths and um, promises he has for you. If quality time is your love language, go and spend some time with him. And also, um, if you're unsure how you can spend time with God in your love language, because I got a bit stuck on the physical and the gifts, just ask people around you, because they all have some cool ideas of how they can spend time with God in your love language. This brings me to the fourth one, which is reading or hearing God's truth for us in different tones. This can help you connect and feel the love he has for you. Now, there are certain times and situations where I need to change the tone of my voice when I'm talking to my children, when I'm giving instructions. I can be saying the same words, but the effect of my tone changes completely whether they hear it or not. For example, the simple act of putting on your shoes. Put your shoes on. Put your shoes on. Put your shoes on. Sorry about my mum's voice, but... I wouldn't wake any babies up. This can also be helpful while reading or listening to um, the Bible or his promises for us. Now, I've got three people who are going to read out the same verse, but in different tones to give you an example. So I'd like to invite um, Juju, or Julian, sorry, Julian, <laughs> Mandy, and I've got a recording from um, Miss Evie. So I'd like you, um, you two to come out, please. So as they are reading these, I'd like you to close your eyes because it often helps you not be distracted from what's going on. Thank you, Juju. <laughs> Pleasure, Becca. I've never quit loving you and never will. Expect love, love and more love. I'll show up and take care of you as I promised. I know what I am doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you. 
not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. I've never quit loving you never, and never will. Expect love, love and more love. I'll show up and take care of you as I promised. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. Thanks, Mandy. And um, Gary's just going to play the last one for me. Never quit loving you. Never will. Expect love, love, and more love. I'll show up and take care of you. This day I promise. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you. Not abandon you. Plan to give you the future you hope for. Gosh, she is cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> my heart. I'll get Evie to read the Bible to me any day. <laughs> there will be some situations where you will need to hear what God is telling you, either in the big authoritative stern voice of Julian, the soft mothering tone of Mandy, or the sweet, innocent, playful voice of Evie. Now, this is not to take away the meaning of the verses, but it just helps you um, feel what God's saying to you in the situations that you need. And this can be hard by your, when you're by yourself if you're unsure of what the tone you're using. But that's why God's put us in a family who love us and are walking alongside us. If you are finding it hard believing in God's amazing truths for you, ask a friend to pray for you and they can read out some of these awesome truths for you. And just a side note, the, um, these verses were from the Message Bible from Jeremiah. They just These promises are awesome. That brings me to our last one, which is declaring God's word over our lives. Now, when I first thought of this, the phrase, fake it until you make it, came into my head. But after some thought, I was like, no, God's words aren't fake. So by declaring them, you're not faking it. But the thing is that is fake is all the lies that people tell us, all the lies we tell ourselves, all the things that we let seep in. How do we declare God's love to ourselves? A friend gifted me this awesome book um, that I've been using, and the author explains it so very well, so I'm going to use her, her way of explaining it. The book's called I Am So Many Things by Thea Muir. So she says, you take a verse or truth from God, which is a seed. You put it in your mouth which is speaking it out loud. You chew the cud, munching on it throughout the day. Yes, even on the toilet if you need. Mandy and Maddie P called this marinating yesterday, which is also another good word of putting it. Now, notice which ones are hard to swallow and ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand why. Ask Jesus to take out all the destructive thoughts, which are the weeds that choke the truth in our lives. Plant it firmly in your heart and water it often, which is declaring it out loud or in the mirror. Watch it grow. And I really like this last one. Take some seeds from your heart and give them to a friend. I'm going to give you an example. So here we've got an example. I am pleasing to my heavenly father. 
Everybody say that out loud because it's so true. I am pleasing to my heavenly Father. So if you want to challenge this week, get this awesome truth and start declaring it over your life and see how your attitude and your experience of God's love this week, see if there's any difference in your heart. Now, this process may not work every time and the first time, but I found it really, really helpful because it actually gives you physical steps and a plan of what to do. We all experience God's love in different ways and we need to find out what works for us. My prayer and hope for us this morning is that as we use these practical steps, so um, I think my battery died, that's all good. Um, my prayer and hope for us this morning is that as we use these practical ideas, we're able to use our knowledge of his head of, sorry, let me rephrase, it's getting late. <laughs> when we are able to use, basically, what am I on? <laughs> okay, my prayer and hope for us this morning is that when we use these practical ideas, we're able to use this knowledge of his love and transfer it into our heart's experience in our everyday lives. Gary, can you click to the next one for me, please? Cool. So just to finish up, you are outrageously loved. Yeah. This morning we looked at what that means, which is God has an intense affection for us in a bold way. We've also looked at why it is important, and that's because it has limitless dimensions and it leads us to the fullness of life and power. And these five ideas that I've just given us are just lovely ways and good practical ways to help our head knowledge become our heart's experience. Now, I just want to, um, as the musicians come up, I just would like to give people the opportunity to respond to what I've said this morning. And there's two um, twofold, again, um, opportunities to respond. Now, if you want to start a journey to see your head knowledge of God become your heart's experience, I invite you to come up and respond. And a part of that is actually inviting Jesus into our lives because he is the way to the Father. Secondly, if you're already on this journey exploring God's love for you and you want to go deeper in or have things that are hindering you, I'd like you to come up and get freedom for that too. So can we all just stand? I'm just going to pray for us and then give you the opportunity to come and respond. Oh, God, this weekend has just been so amazing. Just thank you for everything that you've been speaking to us. I thank you for your amazing truths. I thank you that they aren't conditional. I just thank you that we can just come to you and you can tell us these amazing truths and they will always stand there and we will always be able to stand firm in your love. I just thank you that... You have put people here in a family and just that we're here helping each other on this journey of exploring your love. And I just pray that as we finish and we close up that you just really speak to these people who need to come and respond. And I just encourage you, you who are here, if you've been wanting to re respond all weekend and you're feeling a bit nervous, now's the opportunity to do it. Just come and tap on someone on the shoulder or physically come out the front if that will help you. Just come and respond to what God's speaking to you today. Thank you.